Commissioners, we have a quorum. Uh, Commissioner Furr, are you on the line? Commissioner Furr, are you on the line? Commissioner Furr is not on the line. Last call for Commissioner Furr. All right, please note that there are five members present. Okay. Uh, Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I'm Steve Geller, Mayor of Broward County. Tonight, the Broward County Board of County Commissioners will conduct public hearings on the final millage rates and budgets that will support county services during fiscal year 2022. This is the last of two public hearings as required by law, and public participation will be in person and remote. The purpose of the hearing is to receive comments from the public and provide information on the county's proposed budget and tax levies. The public hearings will be conducted in four sections. The first section includes public hearings on the countywide and Broward Municipal Services District, millage rates and budgets. The second section includes public hearings on the millage rates and budgets for the county's dependent water control districts. One, two, three, four, still five. Uh, the third section includes adoption of revised fees for the county's water and wastewater utility. The fourth section includes the adoption of the county's five-year capital improvement program, including public input on the transit program of projects. An agenda listing all the items is available at the entrance and posted online at the county's upcoming government meetings webpage and at registertospeak.broward.org. If you are interested in addressing the Board of County Commissioners about an item on the agenda, please register with a county staff member at the entrance of the commission chambers. Or if you are not in the government center, Go to website registertospeak.broward.org and call the number provided on the website. County staff is also available at the entrance to answer questions about the county's budget and taxes. If anyone has questions about property value assessment or exemptions, the property appraiser's office can be reached at 954-357-6830. Or Marty Keir, that's M A R T Y K I A R, at bcpa.net. Marty Keir at bcpa.net. Or the property appraiser's staff is available in room 111 on the first floor of this building from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. With that introduction, let's begin. ATT operator, please instruct members of the public on the telephone how they can speak this evening on each public item. An AT&T operator, are there any members 
of the public on the phone? Currently, there are no members. AT&T operator. Currently, there are no members of the public on the phone. We can't hear you, sir. No members of the public? Correct. Correct. We cannot hear them. Okay, now we can hear you now, sir. Um, are there any members of the public? None on the line, no. Very good. Thank you, sir. Um, let's see. So we're skipping with that. Aggregate millage rate for fiscal year 2022. There is a proposed 4.29% aggregate increase in property taxes when compared with the taxes generated from the aggregate rolled back rate. The rolled back rate generates approximately the same amount of taxes as the prior year, plus taxes generated from new buildings added to the tax roll. The aggregate millage rate of 5.5462 as compared to an aggregate rolled back rate of 5.3183 includes all ad valorem taxes, taxes levied by the county and its dependent districts, with the exception of voted debt service taxes. This aggregate millage rate is the basis for the state required advertisements concerning the budget and taxes. The road back millage rates and the percentage change in property taxes are based on the assessment rolls certified by the property appraiser. The public hearing is open on the general county millage rate on budget, uh, on millage rate and budget. If anyone from the public, public wishes to speak on the phone, please press uh, two on your phone now. Uh, the final millage rate proposed for general county purposes, exclusive of debt service, is five. 0.5134, which represents a 4.31% increase in property taxes as compared with the rolled back rate of 5.2855. The final millage rate for debt service is 0.1556. When combining the two elements, the final millage rate for all general county purposes, including debt service, is 5.6690, which not coincidentally is the same rate as last year. I would like to introduce Bertha Henry, the county administrator, to provide a brief overview of the county budget and millage rate. And let me verify that I will take public comment uh, at the conclusion of Ms. Henry's uh, remarks and all questions or commentary from the commission. Ms. Henry, you're recognized, ma'am. Thank you, Mayor. First, uh, let me thank the members of the public that spoke at our last meeting. The budget we we're discussing this evening previously addressed some of the issues that were raised. For example, the recommended budget submitted in July contained funding for permanent supportive services for those in the community experiencing homelessness as well as additional staff for human rights. For this hearing, we are additionally recommending the limited request made by the state attorney's office, which affects the general fund, 
while we continue to research our obligations under Article 5 of the state constitution. The issue that generated the most dialogue centered around premium pay for county contract workers. The funding source that would be under consideration for such a program is the federal government's American Rescue Plan Act and will not impact the recommended budget that you are considering for adoption today. The request is still being evaluated due to the number of potential affected contracts. Staff will be meeting with commissioners beginning um, the week of September 27th, and I'm aware that several of them have already been scheduled to discuss this issue in greater detail. Shortly after, a set of recommendations will be formally presented to the board. Finally, there are a few other requests that are non-recurring in nature that can be supported by commission reserves should, should they be approved by the board as each exceeds the remaining $32,180 funds available from a balanced budget. That said, once again, I'd like to thank the board and the county employees who continue to serve our community day in and day out, particularly during this pandemic. And a heartfelt thank you to our residents who showed remarkable patience as we enacted code restrictions aimed at making our community safe. As the proposed FY22 budget, it, uh, it totals $6.7 billion, which is $1.4 billion more than FY21. The operating budgets reflect an increase of $196.7 million, largely due to our airport, Port Everglades, and the tourist de development tax programs returning to near-pandemic activity levels. It also reflects an increase in the capital budget of $1.13 billion largely due to the remaining elements of the convention center expansion project, the headquarters hotel, the airports terminal five, and surtax capital funds. Finally, there's an increase <coughs> of 77.1 million in debt service, of which 58 million is related to aviation. The proposed general fund budget for FY22 totals 1.485.5 billion, which is an increase of 79 million. The general fund budgets for constitutional officers, including the Broward Sheriff's Office, property appraisers, supervisor of elections, and now clerk of courts, increased by 29.1 million. Tax increment payments for municipal redevelopment continue to grow due to an increase in, a, in the overall tax rolls. The most significant new enhancement for the coming year is an increase from 5. 6 million to 12.5 million of general fund support for affordable housing to assist increasing housing supply. To support the general fund, the certified property tax roll increases 5% when compared to the roll used for the adopted budget. The FY22 millage rate remains the same as FY21, with a slight decline in debt service millage and a corresponding increase dedicated for general capital projects. This shifting within the same total rate will help the county maintain the property tax supported capital program. With over 2.6 billion in tax supported assets, it's essential that we ensure that our investments are adequately maintained in the future, for the future. More importantly, we look to these capital projects to be our major jobs stimulus, particularly with the board's focus on supporting local businesses which hire local residents. It should be noted that county taxes make up less than one quarter of the overall property tax bill the increase in assessed value for homestead property owners is capped at 1.4% for FY22, and generally homestead taxpayers will experience a slight increase. 
For other properties, the change in the assessed value of each property will determine how much the property taxes will change. This is the final public hearing to adopt the county millage rates and budgets. Thank you, Ms. Henry. Let me ask you a question about something you said earlier, because I think many of our speakers are here on this topic. Uh, it is my understanding from reading your remarks that you said the issue that generated the most dialogue centered around premium pay for county contract workers. This is the request made by SEIU and some other unions that um, funding sources from the federal government's ARPA and will not impact the recommended budget that we are considering today. The request is still being evaluated due to the number of potential affected contract staff will be meeting with the commissioner is beginning the week of September 27th to discuss that and then there'll be recommendations made to the board and we'll be voting on that separately. So my understanding is that that issue will not be coming up today, is that correct? Uh, it's that's my hidden list. Um, there's a member of the board that wants to discuss it. What we're what uh, we have spent the last week and a half uh, or so preparing is that there's uh, it's you know we've done some significant analysis on just um, what this means, and so it would be our intent to share all of that with you. And um, when um, we've completed all of our briefings, we'll have a set of recommendations that we can have this back in front of the board officially and formally back in October. Okay, the reason I asked you that, ma'am, is I just wanted to, I know that I see a lot of purple and yellow shirts in the audience, and if we're not bringing that up today, I would wanted to let them know that early so that they wouldn't necessarily be waiting for the entire meeting for us to discuss that. That's right. correct. All right, now, operator, I am just confirming that there are still no, no speakers on the phone before I take the in-person speakers. Mayor, we want to make sure to, to um, Mayor, over here. Yes. We want to make sure to ask people to press pound two. They often won't show up for the operator even if they're on the line. So we ask them to press pound two to be okay. recognized and then before each, for each item. And then the operator will let you know who's on the line. Good. Uh, AT&T operator, did you hear that? I did, so I currently do have callers on the phone, but I don't have any who have yet pressed pound to. Can you add, all right, can anybody who wishes to speak on the first item today, uh, please press pound two. That is on the countywide millage and budget only. Please press pound two now. I do have a number of speakers here in person on this. But we'll do the ones on the phone first. AT&T operator, is there anyone on the phone? All right, Mayor, there are no numbers of speakers for this item. All right, in that case, we will begin the in-person speakers. Um, is there a Robert Fogel here today? Yes. Mr. Fogel, uh, please come up and speak. Uh, you'll have three minutes from the time you begin speaking. And uh, thank you for being here today, sir. I have a letter that I want to pass out to, to the chamber. If you'll give it to the deputy uh, county administrator there. It's a letter to the governor uh, about our crisis that's going on in, in uh, the cost of living in the state of Florida and okay. in the counties and the cities. Uh, we are, we are okay. faced with stop, a... Stop for a second. 
Um, who is doing the timing on this, county attorney? Is there anyone? Uh, Mike Jorgensen is doing the timing in the back. In the back. In the back. Okay, because I need to see the timing up here. Uh, I, okay, all right. We are, proceed, sir. We are uh, faced with Jer a... Stop for one sec. Mr. Jorgensen, please start the three minutes over. But whenever the person starts to speak is when you should start the timing from. All right. Okay. Uh, sir, I'm sorry, our, our county ordinances have to be wearing your mask while you speak. Okay. Uh, we have a financial uh, cancer uh, developing in the state of Florida and the cities uh, uh, because of the taxation that's been going on for the last few years, especially with the appraisal process and some other things that's happening. The appraisal process I went through last time I was here, and I, I mentioned the fact that 99% plus um, uh, of the homes that are sold that the appraisal process is based off of uh, are not sold. So uh, what's happening is we're taxing people of middle and low income people who really can't afford to take on these taxes year over year over year over year. Uh, and it's, it's, really hurting, it's really hurting our uh, economy in a big way. Uh, we, we suffered with uh, 6 and 7% and uh, increases uh, in taxes the last two years. Uh, uh, and we're faced with a serious inflation situation. We are taking out, uh, the, we are forcing uh, these uh, residents of our county and our state to um, reduce the amount of money they have to spend. And when you do that, uh, you're hurting the economy of this, uh, of this state. And it's happening and it's, it's a very serious situation that's been going on. And I really want to challenge you guys to think about the consequences of your actions. When we raise taxes, we're telling the insurance companies right behind it to raise the insurance rates, which we talked about once before, uh, to the point that it's uh, double, double digits. And, and it's affecting everybody. And it's pushing people into bankruptcy and into foreclosures. And how do I know that? Because my son works for and with uh, uh, foreclosures, and the foreclosures in this county is like this, gentlemen, ladies. It's huge, and we are have to be cognizant of the consequences of our actions. Now, um, it's a little bit out of control. So we're, we're faced with this situation uh, that is very, very important. Revenue is sales, and this is a business. We run a business here in the state of Florida uh, and this commission, and uh, sales and revenue cures all evils. We need to raise and be more aware of uh, 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 raising revenues, getting sales uh, uh, into people so that we get tax uh, revenues coming through. Uh, it's, it, that's the way this thing works. Uh, unfortunately, we're not doing that. We're not getting the amount of revenues that we need to, to stimulate the tax uh, uh, revenues coming into the state. Okay, Mr. Fogel, your time is up. I'll give you 10 seconds to wrap up, sir. Uh, I, I would appreciate if you read the letters and, and do something about what, what I mentioned in this letter. It's very, very important. We have some very big problems with insurance companies. Okay, Mr. Fogel, I've given you the extra time, and yeah, I've read your letter. 
problem with insurance companies, auto insurance home is nothing that the county commission can do anything about. So we're becoming another New York State, gentlemen. Okay, uh, thank That's you. That's what we're Bogle. becoming. Before you know it. Okay, Mr. thank Bogle, you very, very much up, thank you. for the three minutes and ten seconds. I Actually, appreciate it's it. a little more than that. Thank you, Mr. Fogel. We appreciate your thoughts. Um, Michael Rayner, are you here, sir? Good afternoon again, Mayor and Commissioners. Michael Rayner, Vice Chair of the Human Rights Board. Um, earlier today, I stated that uh, one of the things I was recommending, uh, which is in the HUD uh, Performance Improvement Plan, which was to add um, an intake staff person as well. As uh, Ms. Henry uh, alluded to in the introduction, um, and I stated last time I was here that there are two investigator, new investigator positions that are added. However, one of the things that the human rights section has struggled over the years since it really had dwindled in its staff and its efforts, um, you know, the intake is overloaded. The intake person that the county currently has in that section is also the board coordinator for the Human Rights Board, so they're doing double duty. Um, advisory boards um, always have a staff member from a department that has double duty instead of their, just their job responsibilities. They also have extra duty to staff a board. Um, so I would be looking for that. One of the things this section has not been able to do in several years is any outreach in the community. So we have all these wonderful protections, but you don't even know. We have outdated literature that doesn't even have all the protected classes in it. So um, there is a need uh, to address, I think, the need in, in intake and also the need um, for this section to continue to do outreach once again, which it is not doing. Um, you go to the county's webpage and look up any service, any section. And, you know, the human rights section, you open it up, it doesn't even talk about the protected classes. It just gives three links to the complaint forms, and it's, it's inadequate, which requires staffing to make sure that these things are built up. You know, just animal care. You hear lots of complaints from animal activists, and I helped recently a friend uh, get 13 cats to animal care uh, that were part of the trap and release program. But the hours of service for that particular program still are not on the county website. I actually go in chat rooms on Facebook and help educate people who are bashing the county to let them know that the county, unfortunately, doesn't communicate well and doesn't put that information out there. And I think that's one of the problems, as you evidenced earlier today. Uh, Ms. Sapera and I have a big disagreement on maybe the facts or information that gets around, but it's a lack of communication. Um, that trickles down sometimes as well. So I hope that uh, some of that is improved as we go forward, if we're gonna be doing a reset to move forward with certain things. Um, but I do still think that this position is needed, and I would ask that the commission increase the budget in that section. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rayner. Um, commissioners, even though we are not going to be taking up the issue involving SEIU today with your approval, that we have two speakers from SEIU. They're here for the public budget hearing. Unless they hear objections, I will take their testimony. Okay. Um, Chuck, I don't know if this is Tome or Tome. Tome. Um, on use of ARPA funds, SEIU, you're recognized, sir. You have three minutes from the time you begin speaking. Let's see if I can talk to this mask. Uh, Thank you. Uh, good evening, Mayor, Commissioners, 
Uh, my name's Chuck Tomey. Um, I'm a representative for Teamsters Local 769. I'm here in collaboration with SEIU. Um, I work out of the Broward office, uh, 1385 South Andrews Avenue. Um, I proudly represent the, the shuttle bus drivers and uh, staff that supports the shuttle bus drivers at Fort Lauderdale International Airport. Uh, that would be the mechanics, um, the dispatchers, uh, the tram drivers. Um, they transport passengers and the airport employees here at Fort Lauderdale International Airport. Um, um, we also, uh, SEIU, uh, I represent uh, the shuttle bus drivers and the SIU, um, the county contracted uh, janitors at the airport. Um, during the uh, pandemic emergency, our members suffered uh, massive layoffs uh, due to the pandemic. Um, about 75% of my members uh, were laid off. Uh, when they returned to work, 25% um, of the employees returned to work, and they returned to work with reduced hours, so they suffered a loss in wages during uh, working. Uh, these are all essential workers. Um, we have a proposal, um, and it's based on the American Rescue Act. Uh, we were looking to get $13 an hour for up to 160 hours of work during that pandemic. Um, the estimates are, this is through the American Rescue Act. Uh, our estimates in the proposal would be under $1 million. Um, the money's needed. These are low earning wage earners. Um, they're at the, uh, the, what is it, the, uh, living wage ordinance here in Broward County. So this this would be grateful to help them out. They're desperate and need to recover from the pandemic and uh, we're looking for your support when you do vote on this issue. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, our next speaker is uh, Lori Salarulo on uh, JA. Thank you for being here, you're recognized. Thank you, good evening, commissioners, uh, administrators. I know that I don't have to introduce myself, you know who I am, and you know that I am passionate, uh, as I know you are, about preparing our youth for the workforce. Um, and so, you know, when we look at the comprehensive workforce development plan, the ecosystem has to start with our young people, because in a few years, they're gonna be getting out of school, and people my age are gonna be retiring. And so we're going to need them more than ever in the next few years. So this additional funding request for $200,000 is very specific to two programs for high school students, particularly focused on high school students uh, from vulnerable populations. It is for the career-bound program, which is workforce readiness training, eight months long, getting them ready for jobs and then placing them in summer jobs. Many of these students enter the workforce after these paid internships. They are getting offered continued employment. These are the, this is the impact, these are the outcomes that we want. The second piece uh, of the funding is gonna be used for, uh, to help launch a pilot for pre-apprenticeship programs at JA World, specifically targeted to 25 high school students from low-income schools. This will be the first credited state pre-apprenticeship in Broward County. There are no credited pre-apprenticeships. 
Um, this, these two programs that we're working with are one in the marine industry and one in cybersecurity. And we know that cybersecurity and marine, right, are both priorities for our community. Um, again, this funding allows us to help to provide funding towards the budget to run these two programs, which includes curriculum, staffing, uh, employee expense, uh, staff, ugh, student expenses, transportation, all those expenses that go into running this program. Um, you can see from the request that was sent to you that Junior Achievement does not come here asking you to fund things unless we have gotten the support from the community. And you'll see that Broward County Public Schools is invested in these programs, the municipalities, foundations, businesses, and individuals. And so we come here asking for your help in this. I've done a lot of research on this and I've looked at a lot of counties and cities where they are investing millions of dollars in youth workforce development. Uh, Chicago, Nashville, Charlotte, I, I can name several to you. Um, and they are investing big time in youth development and I hope that our county will do that too. Um, there is no RFP, there is no other vehicle for us to apply for this money. So I know that that often comes up, but this is about putting those kids in these jobs. Um, and so we hope that you will invest in this. It's a strong message that you're sending to the business community. They're invested in JA over $2 million. So I think that asking the county to invest at this 10% funding um, is, is a fair request and hope that you will support it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ms. Salarua. Andrew Koenig, also with JA. Last one. Uh, good evening, Mayor, Commissioners. Thanks for the time. My name is Andrew Koenig, President and Owner of City Furniture. Uh, you might know my father. He's on the chair of Broward Workshop. Uh, I'm here to uh, represent JA. I'm the Vice Chair, about to be the Chairman of uh, JA next year for a two-year stint. And uh, I've gotten to work very closely with Junior Achievement for the last five years. Wayne Heisinga was one of our mentors for us on getting involved in the community. And um, he really showed us how critical JA is to our community. So uh, we have 3,000 people, 2,000 that actually are, are located in Broward County. I have 500 open recs in our community. And I really believe in JA is this, this ability to foster the use and get them open to realize that they can... Uh, they have a, these young kids have the opportunities to make some fantastic career decisions, but JA helps them see what the business world is all about and all the different opportunities that are out with them. And they're fantastic wage opportunities that we have currently uh, for a lot of folks in Broward County and for the youth, but we just need to get them introduced to, to the business world. So uh, we love this community. Uh, we love Broward. We think you guys are doing a great job. I've said that to Monica many, many times. Uh, city is uh, JA of South Florida is one of our biggest uh, philanthropic organizations. So JA, if Lori's here asking for support, uh, I promise you she's she's gotten it from a lot of other folks as well, including the business community. Uh, and um, and uh, I really strongly believe in what they're doing in every penny. And trust me, I watch it. I look at the financials. I know that they're they're really working really hard for you and our kids. And that is why I spend a lot of my personal time making sure JA is successful. I'm here also to represent the 50 plus board members uh, that also are in the same position that I am, that have a lot of growth opportunity in this community, but we need this young, uh, young folks to realize and get these internships and get fostered and get ready for this 
you know, new young uh, uh, successful careers that they have. So we have openings in supply chain technology, sales operations, and the partnership that city has with JA. If it happened with more organizations in Broward County, uh, you would see a lot more growth, not only beneficial for the organizations like us, but also to these young kids that just are not exposed to these careers that they didn't know. And, and it doesn't need to be just that city. It could be the marine industry, technology, you name it. Uh, but I promise you, Again, uh, uh, me and Lori and the entire board are going to put this money to really good use. So I strongly suggest to support her if she's here. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Koenig. Hang yeah. on a second. Yeah. Um, Commissioner Bogan, you're right. No, I just want to thank you and your family for what uh, you do thanks, for the community man. and how you thanks, give man. back. And it's just so appreciated. I just uh, want to say uh, thank you so much. Back to all y'all. Same thank here. Thank you. Thank you. Wait. Oh, uh, uh, Commissioner Vice Mayor Udine, did you have your hand up also? Okay, uh, Vice Mayor Udine. So the question I have is, I know that we have the 300000 in recurring dollars that we normally put in the budget. Um, I know Commissioner Sharif had asked for dollars in the budget for job training and, and, and those kind of things, which I believe is in the budget, but I don't think it's designated to a specific place. It's just earmarked for that funding. I'd like to make a motion that we take 200,000 of those dollars, earmark it, non-recurring this year for JA out of that million that's already in there, so that they can do the apprenticeship programs and get these these students ready for jobs. We've heard from so many of these businesses, um, the different articles that we're reading, these people need to be better prepared when they go out into the workforce. I'm going to second the motion. Thank you. Um, there is a motion by a county attorney. Is this, an, uh, is this a motion or an amendment to, this does not deal with the actual tax, this is with the spending. So can you please advise me how we correctly deal with the, the motion from Commissioner Udine, which was seconded by Commissioner Bogan. I'll get you next, Commissioner Ryan. It wouldn't be a motion on this, on the, on the budget item, it'd be a separate motion. Um, we wanna make it another, um, Could you speak up, ma'am, please? Separately or at another, another meeting. I don't know where, if from um, the county administrator's perspective where that's budgeted. Um, if it's, that's just needed for an amendment. So that's what I was just referring, um, conferring with our budget um, team. And um, it's possible to reallocate and do that. It's um, within the um, Human Services and Parks uh, budgets right now after that first public hearing based on board discussion. Um, but if that is the will of the board, then we can certainly do find the allocation, change the allocation. So is the question now that we would pass not a vote, but a uh, consensus of the board, is that what we would be passing now, Mr. Para? Or county attorney? So for the, you know, there are two items that you're addressing right now, the millage, and right. the millage is, is Separate from that, but you right? Could make an amendment to the budget um, to specific to specify uh, this allocation and make a okay. motion to. to Mr. Perro, is that necessary, or if we have the clear vote of the board expressing the will of the board, will y'all just do it? So at this point, because there's probably some technical issues that we have to deal with the way that we've advertised the budget and we'll. Not, so if you, if I heard you, if this is what you all want to do, and there's um, the majority of the board wants to do this, we'll figure out how to get it done. Okay, what I would like to do then, with your permission, uh, Vice Mayor, is change that into a motion to express the will of the board when the county administrator says that she will deal with that. Is that okay with you? 
and Commissioner okay. Bogan as the seconder, that's okay with you. All right, I okay, saw Mr. I just, Ryan and Dr. Sharif. Well, actually, the Okay, Dr. Sharif, you recognize me. So the you, you're going to jump me, Barbara, on this one? Well, it was the money I asked for, so I, I thought it as, a, as the person that proffered the idea that I could express something. Is that okay? Go right ahead. Okay. You're Dr. Sharif. You're recognized, ma'am. Thank you for hijacking the money that I tried to allocate for jobs for kids. <laughs> but um, so the purpose that, of this million dollars when I proffered this was for at-risk youth who had had contact with law enforcement or children who came from families who had challenges financially to have an opportunity for work throughout the course of the year in conjunction with other corporations through a job training program such as the one that was created in Miami-Dade County. Miami-Dade County set aside $14 million. I asked for a measly $1 million. And when I asked for that and we approved it, that was supposed to run through our career source programs and the programs that were already in place to kind of bring these children in and give them something to do all year long and throughout the summer. So that was a million dollars to cover the whole year to get these children jobs and to get job training. Now, if you take $200,000 away from my very small pilot program, that doesn't, I don't think that's gonna stretch the whole year because when we talked about this, they were saying that this was going to supplement through the Boys and Girls Club, through Career Source. So there was a number of organizations that had said they would help with this job training program and connectivity with these youth and other corporations. So are you saying that we're no longer okay. going to help these children throughout the year? Because, I mean, if you keep chipping okay. away at this small okay, pot of money, well, hold on. I'll, I'll, okay, please proceed. Would, I'm just saying, like, the purpose of this was to just to help these kids. I, I, I wouldn't have had a problem with supporting a $200,000 allocation for JA because I've always supported that. But why does it have to come out of this particular budget for these kids? And that's and what I was job. about to ask county administrator. County administration, um, is there a way that you can find the 200000 from something other than the million dollars that uh, Dr. Sharif is referring to? So what we had indicated um, in the, the, the letter that we, I mean the memo we sent to the board, that there, the remaining outstanding items in uh, JA was one of them, that we would, that, um, we would be taking those dollars if you approve them from your commission reserve. Because they're non-recurring. Okay. And so, I, didn't, so, I, Mayor, I didn't second it knowing that. I, would, I right. thought it was coming from some other. Well, let me ask, uh, so county administrator, if, if the motion instead by the vice mayor was to ask you to find $200,000 from reserves as opposed to the million dollars, you could do that? So yep. you, you have an operating reserve at the beginning of the year, which would be October 1, right. if you choose to pull 200,000 non-recurring for this purpose, and you can. 
All right. So, uh, Vice Mayor, do you I'll, have an amended I'll, motion? I'll amend my motion. I wasn't. I thought that it was almost like the same thing that you were at. I, I, that's fine. I'll take the two move that we take the two hundred from the operational reserves, so it doesn't touch our million. Can, can, can I bring that back to you in, in October? I'll bring it back to you in October because okay. that's the that's fine. It's okay. coming out of the FY twenty two. You're talking, budget. Mayor. You're talking ten days away. I mean. Right. Yeah. Okay, Commissioner Ryan, you're recognized, sir. I didn't want to dwell too much on where the money's coming from. I mean, part of the reason why we have a county administrator, you know, form of government is to allow these type of decisions when you have literally hundreds of funds, where it's going to come from. And so I don't think everybody should be so proprietary on don't take it out of this fund or, or this fund, but allow that level of discretion for the budget department to find where it's most appropriate and it's relevant to the use of this money. So I just wanted to comment on what is being discussed here. Really, when uh, Ms. Salarulo came up here, she talked about uh, two issues. One is the uh, high school students as a whole on workforce, um, workforce readiness. Mm -hmm. Now, that's separate from the specialized pilot program of 25 kids uh, uh, from low-income families to give them a, uh, an opportunity to be prepared in two areas, which was marine and cybersecurity. So when you talk about this $200,000, maybe it's only going to be like $50,000 is going to be for these 25 kids to help them with schooling and with transportation. And the larger part will be to strengthen the workforce readiness component. We talked about the need to have more kids that are, are, that are trained and ready to go into the workforce because all of these job openings that we can't fill. You know, there may be various societal reasons, you know, or, or, or other issues that are preventing these employers being able, that are offering higher wages to get more of these jobs filled. So there's a reason why we give 300,000, uh, yeah, I think 300,000 recurring yes. to junior achievement and then every year, Junior Achievement comes up and, and asks for the other 200000 which is not recurring funds for this reason. I mean, you've got to justify it every year, and that's just the way it is. This year, I think it's perfectly justified, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for it, but Ms. Salrul will tell you, I'll vote against it maybe next year if we don't have these same issues that are challenging us. So um, I do support it. And, and let's let the county administrator, the assistant county administrator, find the most appropriate fund. And with that, I support the motion. Okay. I will call on Commissioner Fisher, who is the last hand I see, and then I will just ask for a sense of the commission to ask the administrator to try and find the funds without specifying. Uh, and, and I'm sorry, Mayor, I forgot one yes, component. If, and if we could, and, and I don't think that Junior Achievement is going to have a problem with this, with regard to especially the, the component about the high school um, workforce readiness, if we could get some kind of an agreement that Junior Achievement will, will be working in, in collaboration with the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance and with Career Source on how to develop that program to, to make it most effective. Is that is all right with you, Mr. Coney? Yeah. Okay, Ms. Elroy, you don't need to speak because we're giving you what you want. So she right. will, Lori will do whatever you want. Mayor, <laughs> Mayor. Yes. Um, I just wanted to make sure, as you as you well know, there are uh, agreements that come with um, the right. use of these funds. So um, I'd like to get the specific program so that we can we can 
provide put it in a in a in an agreement so that we know exactly what it is the two hundred thousand dollars will be used for because at this point I we have a verbal discussion that I'd like to have something a, a contractual arrangement. Everybody okay? Yeah. You're okay. You're oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Commissioner Fisher, and it, then it, we it, will ask for a sense of the commission. It's just a curious question, Ms. Henry. Um, is there any funds left over in this year's budget that could accommodate that and take it into quote next year's budget? Thirty-two thousand. Thirty. Is there only thirty-two left? Is all we have? Thirty-two. There's no other, no other monies that left from this year. That's all. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> only nine days left this year. All right. So. At the request of Vice Mayor Udean, seconded by Commissioner Bogan, there's a motion for a sense of the commission to ask the county administrator to try and find the 200,000 in non-recurring in addition to the 300,000 that's already been allocated in recurring. All those in favor of Vice Mayor Udean's motion, please signify by saying aye. 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 Is there any opposition? Any opposition? Show that adopted unanimously yeah, senator rich i just want to make one statement you know we we all like junior uh, junior achievement and they do a great job but i still have a concern again we have so many wonderful resources and programs out there and we need to find a better way of doing this than having it come at the last minute at uh, at a meeting like this there just has to be a better process and i hope that we can start to look and how to do that. If it doesn't fit within the Children's Services Board, let's find some other way or mechanism for doing this so that, you know, that it doesn't appear to other organizations that have equally as wonderful programs that they don't have the same opportunity. Senator Rich, I agree with you. Um, all right. Th J.A., thank you. Thank you. Our last speaker today is Helene O'Brien. So, O'Brien, nice to see you again. I, we don't even recognize you. We never see you. You're such a stranger these days ha 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 so i, I will never run this honestly spending all day right. in this Ms. place I'm sorry helene o'brien i'm with jean jasmine and uh, one thank of you. our member leaders um miss o'brien a rule is required oh, to be wearing sorry. Your i just want to thank, thank you, you for the pro beginning the process to um evaluate our proposal i want to thank you for giving me the opportunity and um, I think Chuck from the team sure did a great job. So we look forward to um, working with you to make sure that um, the hardworking low-wage workers at the airport are remembered. So thank you. Thank you, Mr. O'Brien. All right. And, um, you know, you'll be back here, I'm sure, in a couple of weeks when this item is on the agenda. Thank you. AT&T operator, just confirming there is nobody on the phone on this particular item. Is that correct? Mayor, there are zero number of speakers for this item. All right. Therefore, is there a motion? Uh, Vice Mayor uh, Udine moves resolution number 2021-582, establishing the final millage rate for general county purposes. And I apologize. Before I did that, I'm supposed to be taking comment from the commission. Is there comment from the commission? Uh, Commissioner thank, Fisher, thank I will also comment after everyone has spoken. Yeah, thank, thank you, Mayor. And just to, just to follow up for Mr. Rayner, Ms. Sapiro, as far as the outreach program, maybe we can look at the outreach program that Mr. Rayner talked about and to see how we can reinstitute that or do better for that outreach property on the opportunity, okay? We will take a look at it again. Thank you. Thank you. And 
members, you've heard me say this before, but I will say it, I'd say this every year. I just want to remind you, Broward County has never recovered from the Great Recession. Uh, if you adjust for population and inflation, actually, if you just adjust for inflation, not even for population, the county commission agency budgets is down 8%. If you adjust for both population and uh, inflation, BSO is down 8%, county commission agencies are down 17%, property appraiser is down 8%, supervisor of elections is up 2%. But so, you know, whenever people are talking about the need for more money, which uh, I, my heart goes out, but our resources are less than they were before the Great Recession. And we had somebody speaking here earlier about, you know, taxes going up. Our millage has not gone up in at least 10 years. And in fact, has gone down once during the time period. So seeing no other speakers, Vice Mayor Udine, has moved uh, resolution 2021-582 that was seconded by Commissioner Holness, establishing the final millage rate for general county purposes. All in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show. Confirm uh, that Commissioner Furr is on the line. Or he is not on the line. Commissioner Furr, not on the line. I was so, also trying to reach him. Yeah, I asked for him several times at the beginning. So please show resolution 2021-582 adopted unanimously by a vote of seven to zero. And that will be eight to zero when Commissioner Ryan returns. Commissioner Ryan has returned. Show that 2021-582 adopted unanimously by a vote of eight to zero. Um, Vice Mayor Udin, uh, moves resolution 2021-583, adopting the final budget for general county purposes seconded uh, by Commissioner Holness. Um, uh, is there, uh, let's see, all those in favor of resolution 2021-583, adopting the final budget, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Opposed, show that adopted unanimously by a vote of eight to zero. The public <laughs> in Tallahassee, the public uh, hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for the Broward Municipal Services District to provide funds for municipality, uh, for municipal level services in the unincorporated area. Uh, the final millage rate for this purpose is 2.3353, which represents a 3.87% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 2.2484. There is anyone on the phone on this item, please press two now and we'll get to you in a few minutes. The county administrator will now give an overview of the millage and budget for the Broward Municipal Services District. County Administrator. Thank you, Mayor. The Broward Municipal Service District millage rate remains the same for FY22. The county continues its investment in the Broward Municipal Services District, which is 
reflected in a 4.93% um, growth in property tax roll. The average homestead property owner will pay approximately $3 more than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by Save Our Homes. Thank you. Uh, Deputy County Administrator, I have no, I have nobody. Is, do we have any speakers on any of the other items tonight? I am, I am told that we are not, but in we person. check with the... Um, well, check with the operator, the I mean, operator. in There's person. There's nobody though. else in person that has okay. signed up. AT&T, let me again announce anybody that wishes to speak on this item, and this item only, should press pound two right now. Operator, is there anyone on the phone? Operator, is there anyone on the phone? Mayor, there are zero numbers of speakers for this item. Okay, is there a motion? Uh, okay, uh, Vice Mayor Udine moves. Um, resolution number 2021-584, establishing the final millage rate for the Broward Municipal Services District. It has been seconded by Dr. Sharif. All in favor of resolution number 2021-584, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously by a vote of 6-0 with commissioners Bogan, Holness, and Fur, not currently in attendance. Although uh, I think they're in the building and their vote will probably be amended shortly. Uh, is there a motion on resolution number 2021-585, adopting the final budget for the Broward Municipal Services District? Moved by Commissioner uh, Vice Mayor Udine, seconded by Dr. Sharif. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously by the same 6-0 vote. Um, the public hearing on item B, the Broward Municipal Service District millage rate and budget is now closed. The public hearing is open on the final millage rate and budget for the Fire Rescue Municipal Services District to provide funds for fire rescue services in the unincorporated areas. If anyone from the public on the phone wishes to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. The final millage rate for this purpose is 2.6191, which represents a 3.87% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 2.5216. County Administrator will give an overview of the Fire Rescue Municipal Services District tax rate. The Fire Rescue Municipal Services district millage rate remains the same for FY22. The average homestead property owner will pay approximately $3 more than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by Save Our Homes. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, operator, is there anyone from the public who wishes to speak on this item only? Mayor, there are no numbers of speakers for this item. Thank you, ma'am. In that case, is there a motion? Uh, Dr. Sharif moves, seconded by uh, Vice Mayor Udine. Resolution number 2021-586, establishing the final millage rate for the Fire Rescue Municipal Services District. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? 
should have been adopted unanimously by a vote of 7-0. Commissioner Holness requests unanimous consent to be shown as voting in the affirmative on the items that he missed. Show that done without objection. Is there a motion on resolution number 2021-587? So moved. Adopting the final budget. Moved by, uh, by Commissioner Honus, seconded by Dr. Sharif. The final budget for the Fire Rescue Municipal Services District budget. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously by a vote of seven to zero. The public hearing on item C, the fire rescue municipal service district millage rate and budget is now closed. We are now on item D. The public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for the street lighting subdistrict to provide funds for street lights in portions of the unincorporated area. If anyone from the public on the phone wishes to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. The final millage rate for this purpose is 0.3743, which represents a 9.51% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0.3418. The county administrator will give an overview of the street lighting subdistrict tax rate county administrator the street lighting subdistrict tax rate remains the same for fiscal year 22 the average homestead property owner will pay approximately a dollar more than the prior year based on the increase in property values which are capped by saver homes at&t operator is there anyone on the phone on this item mayor there are no speakers on this thank you in that case is there a motion to approve moved by senator rich Seconded by Commissioner Honus. Um, that is a motion to approve resolution number 2021-588, establishing the final millage rate for the street lighting subdistrict. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously. Is there a motion on resolution number 2021-589? Adopting the final budget. Was that Ryan or Fisher? Fisher. Uh, Commissioner Fisher, uh, the adopting the final budget for the street lighting subdistrict budget. Moved by Commissioner Fisher, seconded by uh, uh, Senator Rich. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously by the same 7 0 vote. The public hearing on item D. The street lighting subdistrict millage rate and budget is now closed. The public hearing is now open on the final millage rate and final budget for water control district number two. If anyone from the public on the phone wishes to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. The final millage rate for this purpose is 0.1231, which represents a 4.77% increase in property tax as compared with the rollback rate of 0.1175. AT&T operator, is there anybody on the phone on this item and this item only? Mayor, there are zero numbers of speakers for this item. Thank you, ma'am. Um, anyone from the public? No? 
Okay, in that case, is there a motion on resolution number 2021-590, establishing the final millage rate for Water Control District number two? Moved by Commissioner Holness, seconded by Vice Mayor Udine. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously by the same 7-0 vote. Is there a motion on resolution number 2021-591, adopting the final budget for the Water Control District number two budget? Moved by Senator Rich, seconded by Dr. Sharif. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously by the same 7-0 vote. The public hearing on item number uh, item E, the Water Control District number two millage rate and budget is now closed. Public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for Water Control District number three. If anyone from the public on the phone wish to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. The final millage rate for this purpose is 0.1552, which represents a 4.94% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0.1479. AT&T operator, is there anybody on the phone right now on this item? Mayor, there are zero numbers of speakers for this item. Thank you, ma'am. Is there, in that case, any debate? Seeing no debate, Dr. Sharif moves. Uh, item resolution number 2021-592, establishing the final millage rate for water control district number three. It's been moved by Dr. Sharif, seconded by Vice Mayor Udine. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Sure that adopted by a 6-0 vote with Commissioner Furr, um, Holness, and Bogan absent. Is there a motion, resolution number 2021-593, adopting the final budget for the Water Control District number three? Moved by Senator Rich, seconded by Vice Mayor Udine. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that passed by the same 6-0 vote as the prior one. The public hearing on item F, Water Control District number three millage rate and budget is now closed. The public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for Water Control District Number Four and its subdistricts. Now, if anyone from the public on on the phone wish to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. The final millage rate for subdistrict Four A is 0.0146, which represents a 5.80 percent increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0 0.0138. The final millage rate of subdistrict 4B is 0 0.0318, which represents a 4.95% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0303. The final millage rate for subdistrict 4C is 0.1276, which represents a 4.59% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 1.220. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 0. 0.1220. Commissioner Holness requests unanimous consent to be shown as voting in the affirmative on the uh, two votes he just missed. Please show that done without objection. Um, a operator, is there anybody on the line on this item? Mayor, there are zero numbers of speakers for this item. Thank you, ma'am. 
Uh, in that case, is there a motion to, so moved. to approve resolution number 2021-594, establishing the final millage rate for water control district number four and its sub-districts, moved by Commissioner Ryan, seconded by Commissioner Holness. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously by a vote of 7-0 with Commissioners Furr and Bogan not present. Is there a motion, resolution number 2021-595, adopting the final budget for the Water Control District number four and its sub-district? Moved by approval by Dr. Sharif, seconded by Commissioner Ryan. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously by the same 7-0 vote. Public hearing on item G, Water Control District number four, millage rates and budget is now closed. For those of you looking, uh, we go through item M and we're starting item H. The Cocomar Water Control District millage and budget. Public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for the Cocomar Water Control District. Anyone from the public on the phone wish to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. The final millage rate for this purpose is 0.1446, which represents a 4.78% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0.1380. Um, now, my, but my script does not have the county administrator saying anything. Is that correct? Okay, uh, AT&T operator, are there any speakers on this item? There, there are zero speakers. Thank you, ma'am. Um, is there a motion on resolution number 2021-596, establishing the final millage rate for the Kokomar Water Control District? Moved by Vice Mayor Udine, seconded by Commissioner Honus. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously by a vote of 7-0. Is there a motion, resolution number 2021-597, adopting the final budget for the Kokomore Water Control District? Moved by Senator Rich, seconded by uh, Commissioner Onis. Uh, all those in favor, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Show that item approved unanimously by a 7-0 vote. We are now, the public hearing is open on the water and sewer rates for the county's water and wastewater utility customers, if retail customers. If anyone from the public on the phone wishes to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. The county administrator will give an overview of the rates. County administrator. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor. Broward County provides retail water and sewer services to approximately 58,000 customers throughout the county's water and wastewater service area. The new rates are necessary to fund our operating costs, debt service costs, and capital projects. An average residential customer using 5,000 gallons per month will experience an overall rate increase of $2.15 or 3.09% in their monthly water and wastewater bill combined. Thank you. Um, operator, is there anyone on the phone who wish to speak on this item? Mayor, there are no speakers for this item. Thank you, ma'am. Dr. Sharif uh, moves approval of resolution number 2021-598, seconded by Vice Mayor Udine. Uh, uh, all those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? 
Show that adopted unanimously by a vote of 6-0 with Commissioners Furr, Bogan, and Holness absent. The, the public hearing on item I, retail water and sewer rates, is now closed. Public hearing is now open on the large user wastewater rates for the county's water and wastewater utility wholesale customers. Does anyone from the public on the phone wish to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. County administrator will give an overview of the change in rates and then I will call on Commissioner Ryan. Uh, Brer, county Administrator. Broward County owns and operates the North Regional Wastewater Transmission Treatment and Disposal System, which includes 11 large user utilities. The county's agreements with these large users require that the rates be revised annually based on projected actual um, projected costs. The FY22 proposed rates represent an average decrease of one cents per 1,000 gallons in charges to the large user utilities. AT&T operators or anybody on the phone who wish to speak on this item? No. Mayor, there are no numbers of speakers. Yes, thank you. Commissioner Ryan, you're recognized, sir. <clears throat> I had a general question, and I don't know if this is going to be exactly, we're talking about the large users, but um, I want to have just a couple of questions about the capital program for water and wastewater, and through the county administrator, if, if you could have Mr. Garcia, come up for a couple of questions. Mr. Garcia. I'm, I'm primarily interested in the, um, um, the 58,000 customers that you serve at the retail level. Um, and um, what kind of uh, uh, capital program do you have on, on two components? One is the, the maintenance of the water sewer lines we obviously are very familiar with what happened in Fort Lauderdale because I think that they did not have an aggressive enough uh, maintenance and, um, uh, you know, kind of retiring and, and, you know, redoing pipes that just are aged out but haven't yet broken. So if you could just briefly explain that program and how much you're, you're uh, having your capital budget to address that on the, um, on the consumer side. And then I wanted to ask a question about... Um, um, how we are disposing of our uh, wastewater, you know, that we, we have these, these state and federal mandates on how we dispose of it. But I want to ask that as a second question. But first okay, so the maintenance of the pipes. Commissioner, for the question on that. So our, our retail projects, and I, and I don't have the, the number offhand. I know it's a couple hundred million dollars still. Those are done. Remember, we had the neighborhood improvement projects, and then once we wound down, and those were all the areas that were like in a lot of the, you know, on annex and eventually became annex uh, areas. We started into our UAZ projects, um, and that really was targeting the areas where the infrastructure was aging. Um, and you know, a couple of the areas didn't have uh, sewer, so it'd be septic tank eliminations too. But a lot of the areas is just aging sewer and water, so we're replacing that. We're really in good shape as far as you know overall system replacement. By the time we get done with that project, you know, we're really going to have very little that needs to be replaced that is just aged so much. So we've tried to be, stay on top of it. We've tracked the, the uh, aging of the system. We track, you know, where we have, you know, consistently a lot of breaks and we target those areas. And those were all programmed and prioritized in these UAZ projects. That, that's what I want to hear. And then also um, the Water Advisory Board, of which the mayor is the chair, you know, we hear from time to time uh, a status report on um, conversion of septic tanks 
onto the sewer system. And, um, you know, we have, I think we did some kind of a, a special allocation to allow for uh, Hollywood to accelerate some of their conversion. Um, are, we, uh, are we engaged? Is that part of our capital program also? Yes. I mean, some of the, that, the ones that were, some of those were done in the, in the UAZ projects. And then we've got other ones that we, we actually call it the STEP program, Septic Tank Elimination Program. And so we've targeted uh, the, the neighborhoods on that too. So they are all programmed in one of the, the two, you know, program groups for uh, capital budget budgeting. And, and right now we pretty much have everything programmed other than about 150 <clears throat> septic tanks. Right, then my second question was with regard to um, you know, the treated water and, and our efforts to um, try to use more of the, the gray water rather than you, know, you have, in certain circumstances, you can send it on outflow and you know, emergency heavy rain events and things like that. Um, but we recently went ahead and um, um, uh, worked out a program, uh, a capital program over at T.Y. Park where we are, are now going to be using, uh, you know, gray water there. We don't have a lot, a lot of large tracts of land um, where we can use it, like Palm Beach County. Palm Beach County wants all the, I think, all the gray water that you can send them. Yeah. But um, uh, are you looking at any other tracts of land in Broward County that we might be able to, to use that gray water? I mean, obviously, we have these regional parks, but sure. I don't know. If um, you know, if you can reach them with your, you know, through the pipes, I don't want to, you know, go and build pipes just to send it out right, there. But, right. Well, um, Commissioner, what's, right, your, what's your observation on that? Right now, we pretty much hit our capacity with our with our new treatment plant expansion. We're going to have a capacity of about 26 million gallons per day that we can produce. Palm Beach County has taken up to 18 of that, and then we've got some other select users now. Palm Beach has started to say, well, a couple of our golf courses are, you know, might be shutting down. So they've already started to say, hey, we may not need quite 18 million. But at the same time, we've now been approached by Deerfield. Um, we are running that line up Powerline Road. We cut through Quiet Waters. So we're going to be able to serve Quiet Waters. We're going by Adios Golf Course, and we're certainly going to reach out to them and try to encourage, encourage them. So what we've told Deerfield Beach, for an example, is, hey, right now we can't commit to it, but if we see that Palm Beach isn't going to, you know, um, use the full amount that they want, then it'll free up some capacity. We have lines going to Coconut Creek and also out to North Springs, which we might be able to pick up a parcel or two or a park or two in uh, Parkland. But, right. yeah, so we, we've... We've really, just based on the layout and the location of that transmission line, that's where we're really targeting because to run it somewhere else for two, three miles, it's very cost prohibitive. And most of the cities don't want to pay that up front. I can tell you when we first talked about the ocean outfall rule and we talked to all 11 large users and I said, hey, raise your hand if, if you're ready to take and want to take some um, uh, reuse right now. And nobody did it. Well, now, when they see it's going on, now there's starting to be a little bit more interest. But yeah, we... You know, where it's feasible, we are definitely targeting, you know, sort of in line with the, the routing of that pipe. And then uh, the last issue is um, you've been following and working closely on that um, increase in water supply through the, uh, the source of the C-51. And I realize that they have to do, you know, some um, build the pumps and the infrastructure to begin to, to send the water down gravity flow. But, I mean, you got to get it out of that large rock pit. And... Um, how soon? I mean, we have an allocation. We we committed ourselves to um, was it some six? We million purchased gallons, six million. Six yes. million gallons, and um, 
When do you see that that will be, uh, you know, effective where we will be able to, I think it allows us for some higher consumptive use yeah. as a result of it, and we're seeing that with the increase in the population and, and the, you know, the development and redevelopment we have around the county. So what's your, we, what's your we've timeline? We've, you rece that's moving right we've now? already received our additional allocation for down in the um, South Regional Wellfield System, the, the Brian Piccolo Wellfield System. That was 3 million gallons. And I believe we've gotten, and if we haven't gotten it, we're very close to getting the other three million for our districts one and two. So we've gotten those allocations ahead of C51 going live, you know, finishing instruction going live. So we can use that water now. We've got the demand for that. So it's really, you know, once that goes on, then that'll help. That'll help recharge the system. But right now, we've gotten those increased allocations already through the uh, South Florida Water Management yeah, District. But recognizing those well fields that are subject to. Uh, uh, saltwater intrusion and all the issues that you know have resulted in uh, I don't know if you call it contamination but non-use of those well fields to the east I mean I just I, I know you're keeping an eye on that yeah yep. okay. thank you uh, Commissioner Ryan I would like to uh, again commend you on your interest in water your leadership on the c51 reservoir was invaluable and you know your long expertise in water issues um, Commissioner Holness request to be shown as voting in the affirmative uh, on those items he missed showed that done without objection i'm not sure if commissioner fisher missed any votes he did not in that case he is not requesting anything um is um is there a motion on resolution number 2021-599 set moved by uh senator rich seconded by dr sharif all those in favor please signify by saying aye aye, aye. opposed Show that adopted unanimously. We're in, we're in favor. No, we second. Moved by uh, Senator Rich, seconded by Dr. Sharif. Right. Public hearing on item J. Large use, user wastewater rates is now closed. Large user wholesale water rates. Public hearing is now open on the large user wastewater rates for the county's wholesale raw water customers. Again, we go, this is K and will be done at M. The public, uh, if anyone from the public on the phone wish to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. County administrator will give an overview of the change in rates. The raw water large users are municipal utilities that municipalities that utilities municipal utilities say that three times raw fast. water from the county <laughs> the proposed fy22 rate represents a four cents decrease per thousand gallons to the municipal utilities that purchase our raw water i think the water should be cooked instead but um at t operator is there anyone on the phone on this item there are no speakers on this item. Thank you. In that case, is um, there a motion, a resolution number 2021? I'm sorry, I heard Commissioner Ryan move, seconded by Dr. Sharif, um, on resolution number 2021-600. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show sure that adopted unanimously by a vote of 7-0 with Commissioners Bogan and Fur absent. Public hearing on item K, large user water rates, is now closed. Item L, the county's capital budget and five-year capital budget program, which includes the transit program of projects, 
which is primarily funded with Section 5307 federal grant funds. If anyone from the public on the phone wishes to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. AT&T operator, are there any speakers on this item? There are no speakers on this item, Mayor. Thank you. Um, are there any comments on this? If not, this does not, according to my script, require any vote. Is that correct? That's correct, Mayor. Okay. Item M, and I know this will disappoint all of you, but this is the last budget item. Um, the capital program <laughs> adoption. The Board of County Commissioners adopts a five-year capital program annually in accordance with Chapter 20 of the Broward County Administrative Code. If anyone from the public on the phone wishes to speak on this item, please press pound two on your phone now. The five-year capital program includes all capital projects and the revenues required to support the projects proposed for fiscal years 2022 through 2026. Um, is there anyone, AT&T operators, or anyone on the phone on this item? There are no uh, speakers for this item. All right. Um, now the public comment period is completed. I will take comments from the County Commission. Seeing no comments. Is Commissioner Holness moves approval, seconded by Dr. Sharif, on resolution number 2020-601, accepting and approving the five-year capital program, including fiscal year 22 through fiscal year 2026. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted by the same 7-0 vote as the prior votes. The public hearing on item M, fiscal year 2022 through 2026, capital program adoption is now closed. Thank you for attending, all of you in the audience, the Broward County budget. Uh, the, thank you for attending the Broward County Board of County Commissioners. Final public hearing on the fiscal year 2022 budget. Members, I'll, entirely up to you. Do you want to do non-agenda? No. If there is no non-agenda, having completed the rest of the agenda, we are hereby adjourned. I did it quietly because Dr. Sharif, I was scaring her. Please show Commissioner Lamarck